0: DIMP Digital presents the DDT WrestleCast.
1: Here from Dimp Digital. Welcome to the DDT Wrestlecast. This is the weekly pro wrestling podcast where we review wrestling shows from the past and present, as well as the latest news from the wacky world of professional wrestling. We are here every Friday on your podcast app and YouTube, absolutely free. This week, I am once again joined by the current fantasy gaming league champion. It's the champion. It's Paper. How's it going?
0: Hola, welcome to our Spanish viewers. That is That was just for them. It? When I say viewers, I mean listeners.
1: Do you know any more Spanish that you want to share with us? Uh,
0: uh, yeah, uno cerveza por favor. I'll have one beer, please. Okay. Uh, uh, uno café con leche por favor. Co- one coffee. Coffee with milk, please.
1: I don't want any milk. Uh, so can you ask for uh, a dark, a black one? For uh, me? Uh,
0: uh, uno café por favor. I think leche means 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 milk so that I think that's as far as my Spanish goes that's helped me get through 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 life is ask for the beer ask for the coffee and you know I'm I'm done and be polite
1: (laughs) well I was gonna say why aren't you just doing the classic sort of gammon English thing and just pointing at things and doing slow English that's I've found I've managed to bumble my, my way through many Spanish countries using that tactic
0: that, that, that's, that's for everything else, you know. I, I'll be polite when asking for that coffee and that beer because I really want it. Everything else is point that pair of shorts, please. Yeah, throw one, 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 uh, one polite word in there that I know just on everything.
1: Yeah, I don't blame you. Well, we're here to review Backlash WWE Backlash, which took place um this past Sunday. It was billed. And this is their words, not mine, as the greatest wrestling match ever. That's before the match had taken place. They were saying that's what it's going to be. It's going to be Edge versus Randy Orton. Um, So they've built up a a reasonably big bit of anticipation for the actual event itself. Have you ever seen anything like that in terms of building up a a match in that way? I'm I'm sure it was a bit tongue-in-cheek, but still... If you're gonna say the greatest wrestling match ever, you better deliver, or just completely screw it up.
0: Yeah, that that's the thing. It's like I, I'm now either it's gonna be in my head. It's either they, they they played a big joke, and it's all gonna be a bit. Mm. It's gonna be really crap. But that's the whole point of the joke. Yeah. Or it's gonna be the greatest wrestling match ever i don't want anything in between those two options um <laughs> otherwise i've been completely missold and i i i would question it a lot um so yeah that yeah and we will come on to that later but yeah it's um it's it they they had two options to go with and they they um, i think it's fair to say they went with trying to uh Uh, make it the greatest wrestling match
1: ever Mm, yeah agreed well before we get into the the nitty-gritty of backlash from wwe i'm going to let you know that you can support the ddt wrestlecast by heading over to patreon.com forward slash DDT wrestle cars. you can have the opportunity to donate to the cause and, and get some cool perks in response to doing that and um, if you can't do that or you don't wish to that's fine but you really should be telling all your wrestling mates and even your lapsed wrestling fan mates because that's what me and paper are really been lapsed for a decade or so come back to it and now there's podcast being flown out so anyone that's shown interest in wrestling in the past get them, get them over here because I think they'll enjoy our perspective of it so, WWE, Backlash, it doesn't, doesn't have a date, it doesn't have a like 2020 this time, so they don't be doing that anymore, it's just called Backlash. June 14th, WWE Performance Center, behind closed doors, tagline as we said, the greatest wrestling match ever, um, I'm going to tag this as the greatest podcast ever, I think.
0: we've got to live up to it on this this episode now. I know put that pressure on now we've either got to be really as I said earlier we've either got to be really shit and take tongue and cheat uh, or be the greatest podcast ever now
1: <laughs> I think we're going to be unintentionally really shit I think, I think <laughs> I know, that's it I think that's what's going to happen um, before we get into the actual event itself there was some news in the WWE um, this past week they they had a COVID test from one of their developmental guys so it's kind of moved back their filming and, and, and shooting schedule for the week um so that's something they're going to be dealing with probably for the next couple of weeks, given that uh, he may uh, he or she may have come into contact with other workers. Um, Bruce Pritchard, who's been running Smackdown, I say running, it's still Vince, but he's been like the head honcho who basically, you know, takes things to Vince and says, this is what we want to do. And Vince goes, yeah, well, no and then he goes away and does something else. But Paul Heyman, who, you'll as many people know, was used to run ECW and more recently is is Brock Lesnar's manager, for all intents and purposes. I think he calls him his advocate or some garbage now, but he's a manager. He was running Raw, um, and he'd been doing that for just maybe shy of a year or so. Well, this past week, they the announcement came out that Heyman's no longer going to be doing that role, so I'm assuming he's still going to be with Brock whenever Brock decides to come back for a couple of months, like he decides to do. Um, and Bruce, Bruce Pritchard is going to take over both Raw and SmackDown, so they're going to have one unified kind of creative head, I guess, um, over the two brands. NXT will still be run by Triple H, Hunter Hearst Helmsley, Paul Levesque, whatever you want to call him. Um, but to you, does this suggest that maybe... Just maybe, and bearing in mind, we don't watch Raw Smackdown, so we're well out of the loop, but could they be tailoring towards perhaps putting the rosters back together instead of having two separate rosters? Because they've been going down that route for the last few years of having a Raw roster and a Smackdown roster.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see what they would do with it. It could just be something behind the scenes and they just don't like what Paul Heyman's doing. Yeah. Um, it's I've read a little bit about this whole sort of situation and I do feel a bit if, if Paul Heyman's sort of been pushed out I do, I do feel a bit sorry considering he's his thing is all about bringing through new talent and stuff yeah. like that and that's how sort of Drew McIntyre sort of yeah. made his way to the top and and Apollo Creed's now the United States champion and stuff like that. these all guys which
1: wasn't on the main he, show tonight which annoyed me
0: but, <laughs> but these are all guys that he sort of pushed on Raw to bring through as, as a new talent and and so you, you'd hope that they're not going to lose that element of it um, mm. but I, I'm more I'm up for a more unified WWE universe. If I'm being honest, I, th- yeah. I feel like, like just having these two shows, Like it's, it's all well and good, but you know, I, I, I personally don't like the, the factor of two, um, two rosters. I don't like the fact that when we go through a pa- pay-per-view that there's two sets of commentators on it. Yeah. Um, and all that type of stuff. And I, I would like it to sort of, In in some sort of way, to be you know, Raw to be the main sort of show and SmackDown to be sort of a bit like the sort of subpar show where people are sort of being brought into to really show that they can progress into to Raw and stuff like that Mm. and pay per views and that's for me and then just yeah you know, only having one sort of main belt and all that type of stuff that comes with that. I would, I'd be more up for that, for that than, uh, than, than, what it is at the moment. But yeah, it will be interesting. I'll, I'll, I'll keep an eager eye and see what's happening in, in that world as, as time progresses.
1: Yeah. I think I would prefer a unified roster. Um, but it's, it's difficult though, because they've just got so many people and not all of them are at an interesting level. They're not all of interesting quality, but they've got so many people that need to find time for, and they just don't seem to have the time, despite Raw being the three-hour show, which is just, I couldn't think of anything worse than sitting through that every Monday. I feel sorry for Heyman as well, like you said, if he has been pushed out, because also he got a bit of the short straw there doing the three-hour show. That's much harder than two hours, having to fucking write for that each week. But yeah, interesting to see where it goes. Would you still leave NXT on its own island if you if, if Vince phoned you up? and Right, we're going to go over this joint roster you know business we're not sure what to do with nxt do we leave that where it is or do you want that all bought in as well
0: i i think nxt is is a different kettle of fish to raw and smackdown i think nxt has got an older audience it feels to me like it's competing more with the independent scenes and the yeah. sort of smaller brands like impact and AEW and stuff like that and i feel like that's sort of a nice niche market for the wwe to sort of invest in and you know they can do little crossovers from time to time with the the, the main sort of roster but um, yeah. i think like they've got a nice package over there there's no point in in messing with that at the moment
1: oh no yeah it's definitely in my view the best sort of product that the wwe are putting out and yeah, as you said it competes directly with AEW every wednesday they go head to head so um, best to best to leave that separate. So two things that annoyed me before the show took place. One, Apollo Cruz's title defense against Andrade was on the pre-show, not the main show. So we didn't get to see that. That annoyed me. And considering what appeared for about 15 to 20 minutes during the back end of this event, I was fuming with that because that's a match that should have been on there. Secondly, Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles was on SmackDown Friday for the Intercontinental title. If that's not a main event sorry a main you know pay-per-view match it's hard to call these pay-per-views because everything's on the network now but we just for the sake of ease we'll continue to call them pay-per-views if that's not a match that deserves to be on there then i don't know what else is and i know they've got a chase tv ratings and that kind of skews and liquidates down some of these these pay-per-view events because they get paid so much money to just do the, the tv shows nowadays but come on and you know and i know that would have, that was a great match i haven't actually seen it yet but i've read up on it and yep of course because it's daniel bryan and aj styles they put on a great show and i think that would have had a nice little place on there any any comments it's, on those two yeah
0: the the aj styles and daniel bryan one i was i was a bit gutted about like it, they they are people that i've watched on some of the on the independent scene on on and they both Done things in like uh, TNA and uh, well AJ Styles was mm. was like eleven years in bloody TNA, mm. uh, uh, so it was there a long, long time and uh, uh, like they've been to New Japan and stuff like that. And I feel like sometimes that the WWE misses. Misses an opportunity where these guys have got a following from outside of WWE, and people like to see these wrestlers do well from outside of WWE. And if they get in and they sort of get, you know, some heat and they they move up and stuff like that, I think that would draw in a bunch of people that probably wouldn't normally watch uh the wwe or watch that pay-per-view hmm. um so i feel like they sort of missing there and it would have been a cracking match and i've not seen it either i, I do need to sit down and watch that because I, I do think both both performers are brilliant but on the apollo creed or uh stance um i get what you mean by the um uh what was on this card that it should have definitely been should have definitely been there i personally am not too fussed that i missed it uh yeah. I, I i i haven't as like a lot of like we mentioned, at start watched Raw or SmackDown uh, r- r- uh, religiously, and so it's um I, I I wasn't sort of sold into all of that at the moment, so I I am just quite happy that I, I didn't see it if that made sense, mm. but I I do agree with you that you know it is probably going to be better than some of the stuff they had on this card. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Because instead we we kicked things off with a triple threat tag team match for the wwe women's tag team championships there's only one women's tag team champion it's not a raw or smackdown version of those which seemingly um is, is the right way to go so we had bailey and sasha banks who are the, the champions taking on alexa bliss nikki cross and the iconics which is i think billy k and and paynton royce uh, 8 minutes 50, these were proper triple threat tag rules, so they had three ladies in the ring at any one time, so it wasn't one of those weird ones where there's it's a triple threat tag team match, but there's two people in and you can kind of tag someone who's not on your team, there's, there's always three here, but what did you think of this as, as an opener? They seem to always wheel out the women as an opener I mean, in WWE, I've noticed.
0: That's what uh, it was going to be my first point. It, was, it starts again off, off with the, uh, the women's division. Um, and I don't know why they, they're, they're consistently doing that. Maybe we've just, you know, it's just what it's been for the last three weeks and we've not seen other stuff. i oh, not three weeks, free paid views, and that's what we've seen. But yeah, um, yeah like for this, like they also do this to WWE the first one they don't give a VT for and it drives me to the bend. Cause I'm like, well, give me a bit of backstory. Like, like we're the people that don't watch the, the weekly shows and, and we were turning for the pay-per-view and if there's not a bit of backstory there, we were sort of left guessing yeah. and like, like the commentators did a good job of explaining sort of what happened. And obviously there was a, an introduction bit with Bailey and Sasha back where they were talking and stuff like that, which gave an overview, but I feel like it could have done with a bit of a VT there. Yeah. Um, all in all it was just, it was just a bit boring i found yeah. like there was nothing nothing really happened um and it was just it's just a bit like nah, there you go and it was, i just felt like i served a match that didn't you know get my juices running early on like we like to kick that as we always mention we like a show to kick things off with a, with a great match to start with to really sort of get us into the mood yeah um but um yeah, like it just is a bit blur I like the I liked uh, Alexa is it Alexa Bliss? Uh, mm. is that name? Uh, when she finished when towards the end with the, with the twisted bliss, but like the, the the quick sort of cheap, then roll up afterwards was
1: I guess it was all That's every rele- WWE triple threat match. They someone uh, hits their move and then some the other the heel comes in and steals the pin. It's
0: well, yeah, I think like they they the WWE are oh, from what I'm watching, they're really overusing this sort of quick roll ups. Um, it's it's a formula
1: they want to stick to. Them. They want to show you that this is how wrestling's done, and there's no other way that wrestling can be done any different. Yeah. And that's why you should never tune in to watch All Elite Wrestling on Wednesdays, or New Japan, or Ring of Honor, or God forbid, Impact.
0: Yeah, it's 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 bizarre. Like, did you know what the other thing that really wound me up with this match was there was lots of
1: screeching <laughs> like by the
0: by the the, the 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 women wrestling. Like, don't watch just that,
1: don't watch the the opening women's match in WWE. The Hangover. That would be my advice because you'll well, go yeah. off
0: on it. There was a lot of lot of screeching. I think from. Um, not uh, not from Alexa Bliss's lot or the Bailey or uh, was the other ones called Beating with Ice sorry
1: or oh, the was, iconics just, yeah
0: the iconics there was a lot of screeching from them and I was like crikey tone that down a little <laughs> bit. But um and considering there's a crowd there now, um well not a well, crowd, yeah. but, you know, there's people making some noise, so that sort of really, you know, rattled me a little bit. But um yeah, it was a bit bland, it was a bit nothing key. It wasn't like a bad match, but it wasn't a good match. It right. was just it's just sort of dead in the middle, it's like
1: Eh. And like you said, cold opening, just sort of go straight into it. We're like, uh, is, what's the story here? Is there, is there a story? And, and they, they didn't do any setup for it. So we then rolled into the second match, which was Sheamus and, and Jeff Hardy. Now this, on the contrary, they done a great job of giving us a little VT and a build up to this. I completely, having not watched SmackDown, other than a few clips now and again over the last few months, I had an excellent idea of why these two are feuding um, we've got Seamus who tried to frame Jeff Hardy as being a drunk driver and he's he's got a, a real life history of that. So I'm um, not that any of this stuff ever offends me when they do stuff like this. It's just I'm surprised that the company who want to be squeaky clean and all this stuff do stuff like this because it kind of opens them up to criticism from people that want to do it. But anyway, Jeff Hardy ends up throwing piss in Seamus' face. Anyway, we, get, we can understand why they're having the match. See this, I think would have been a much better match to kick things off with because we had a nice VT to, to set things up, and you're like, okay, right, I'm interested to see who wins this now. Um, and the match itself, I actually, I actually quite enjoyed.
0: Yeah, I I completely agree. My first note on this match was I really enjoyed the VT. I really that that VT really got me excited for this match from the get go, and like, and there's a little bit of harping on like I, I we thinking back to the, the attitude era of, of, of when we were really into the wrestling and stuff like that we got the hardy boys and we know sort of jeff hardy and and, and so forth then we know of shameless has been around for for donkey so you know you're going to get a good match and yeah. then the, the they, they just really good um i and then when the match sort of off i was i was pleasantly surprised like it was it was a really good you know aggressive start by both um yeah uh by both competitors um and especially shameless and uh i at one point i think hardy went into the ring post and that sort of felt i, I remember thinking ouch that that, that sounded like they hurt i do think yeah. the wwe ring posts are made to make an extra sound though when someone hits it i think it's purposely a little bit loose so that and there's a microphone in there because it, every time someone just literally taps the ring post it makes a yeah. noise. <laughs> so but um I, I do feel when hardy i think he, yeah his leg dropped onto it or something like that mm. but um there's loads of going backwards and forth, and you're like, oh yeah, this is, you know, it's going to be. And Seamus was on top for a lot of it, and Hardy made his comeback, and then Hardy did that the Swanton off the top, and yeah. he got the well, what was looked like it's going to be the free, but Seamus put his like foot on the rope, and I like, I was like, oh, this is great. And so you think you're going to go back to Seamus for a bit, and then come back to Hardy. And in my head, I'm like, you know what, it's it, Hardy's going to win. It's not going to have the yeah. um, the the person who's basically getting bullied you Know coming out the, the loser, then and everyone's uh, and everyone considers considered calling him a loser, mm. and then bloody uh Seamus went and won it. And I was clean, like, That's clean, I know it's brilliant. I loved it. I thought that was such like because it wasn't what I expected. I know some people didn't quite like it because some people thought oh, well, a good guy should have won, and stuff like that. Yeah. but I really like the fact that it caught me off guard. I like the fact yeah. that actually there's probably. I've, I've got the feeling in the vt that there was still more of a story there why is sheamus going so hard on on mm. on uh jeff hardy because actually they, all he just said was oh he doesn't feel like he's getting the recognition and i thought that seemed a bit you know a bit lame yeah um so because he hates be the fact, fact that his
1: brother left the company he's heartbroken <laughs> that matt walked out
0: well he's doing other things now being triple or wherever he is oh, but um oh. we, we won't go into that but like i just I, I really, really liked it. And actually this was when my sort of got my juices really sort of pumped up and yeah. I was like, oh, that's good. I, I, it was a good, good pro wrestling match there. I enjoyed it. Every, every part of that one.
1: Yeah, it was, it was a good match. Some, I know there's been a, there's been a few complaints about the finish, the fact that Seamus won and it was clean, but I kind of don't, some people look at wrestling like it's a, like it's a morality story all the time where, you know, the good guy has to prevail and it's it's telling those sorts of stories and that definitely does happen. Like we do see that, but at the same time, it's also simulating a sporting contest. And sometimes, the big Irish guy is going to be better than the old American guy who's banged up and you know used to be a pisshead and he's had the stuff taken, he's had the piss taken out of him. Sometimes that's going to happen. So the the more they can play into that, the better. I don't I don't buy into the fact that eventually the the, the babyface always has to win. Because that doesn't happen in real sports, as we're about to see if Liverpool winning the league. Um, we we know that the bad people can win titles, so yeah, this was a, this was a this was a great match. Um, got one question for you: Having seen a bit of Jeff Hardy now, would you rather? Keeping in mind that we both watch AEW a lot more than WWE, would you rather have Matt or Jeff in AEW if you could choose now? Again, sort of Tony Khan calls you up and goes right, Matt's short-term contracts running out jeff's on available we can only get one of them do we keep sort of free alter ego matt or do we go with jeff
0: i you know what and this might surprise you but i would keep matt like there is something about matt growing on me more and more as i see him in AEW and these characters i don't agree with some of the you know the stuff changing in match and stuff like that but i mean i am sort of starting to grow to like the multiple characters when he's just suddenly a different matt but like i don't want to see the magic changing in in the middle of a match that's about it but I like, and I feel like Matt's probably going to be more consistent. It'll probably give more back to the business and the yeah. younger guys in there. Whereas I think Jeff is sort of, I, we, we saw it a bit in the whole sort of when he went over to TNA for a bit, where he just it yeah. just was ropey. He just he, yeah, it wasn't. It, it just didn't feel like it. Was, it didn't feel like the old Jeff. That he's too old to do that now anyway. Yeah. He's sort of still trying to live in that sort of land of doing the the high dives. Whereas Matt sort of moved away from that and sort. Yes. Of, Trying to do you know other things so that he can continue his career and actually be good at it, like like people like Jericho and stuff like they're slowing down but they're doing it in such a, a way that I think uh, uh, is useful for the business and for the product.
1: Yeah, I, I agree that the, the the backstage benefits that Matt will offer probably outweigh anything in the ring. And there's always, I know Jeff's been behaved himself lately, but there's always that risk that he'll flake out again and do something silly or get caught doing something. So with Matt, at least he's got a bit more of a, a steady career, and um, I think the, the backstage stuff is worth its worth its weight in gold, really. Um, women's, or sorry, Raw Women's Tag uh, uh, Championship match. We've got Oscar versus Near Jax. Um, ran just under under eight minutes. Like, this wasn't a great match, I didn't think, to start with. I don't think much of Near Jax at all. And then the finish was just dire diabolical double count out what are we doing
0: it it was uh, it's by far the worst match on the whole entire card this one it was just crap nia jacks <laughs> is just like she's she she's a big lass but like
1: she's she's i don't know she doesn't she ain't I awesome kong she was a big lass exactly. and she played it well see- even Nina rose who's ropey still has some sort of intensity to her like.
0: exactly Nia Jax just feels like a sort of a half breed sort of like you know one of those pretty um uh like WWE stars that they've then shoved into a, a larger suit but it's yeah. it's, it's, it's I, I just thought it just didn't work and Oscar versus her just I've not seen too much of Oscar like I I, I think she's had good matches but like like it just this just matchup just didn't work and it was just crap if i'm being really honest and then as you mentioned the double count out like in my head i'm thinking well what's the fucking rules one of like in other wwe matches someone will roll in the ring and roll back out and then they'll restart the count again and then they're going oh they can't do that is it because they can't do that in a a title match i don't know like nothing's explained why didn't one of them just roll back in and roll back out if it was all going to be like that and I've seen people fucking be smacked over the head with steel chairs and fall off ladders outside the ring and get back for 10. And Easy. like, it was the most pathetic moves on the outside. The way he, she got pulled out as well was like, yeah. like, ah, it was just like, no one staying out till 10 on that. Like no. ever. And I didn't even,
1: I, just, I couldn't believe it. I didn't even know that was the finish I was sitting there and I, and I saw the referee sort of waving their arms about and I was like, what's going on? And then the bell went and I was like, what? <laughs> it's a double count out. It's barely even got going the match.
0: Yeah, I'm really hoping they don't well, I've 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 seen the catch up on Raw, not actually watched it but like sort of saw what happened there. They're still playing the Jack Oscar thing, so I was hoping they'll just bin it because they they no. don't work. They don't no. work together. Like it's not a good matchup and no. leave it now. Just be like, you know, Oscar move on to someone else. Like I I don't wanna see that anymore. Especially not at you know Whatever was it? Maybe they they want a, another match at the hardcore one coming up next
1: month. But, yeah, um... I imagine that'll be it, won't it? I mean, the the real problem they've kind of got here is that Oscar won Money in the Bank, and obviously the plan was for her to challenge for the belt against Becky Lynch at some point and cash in the the briefcase whenever. Becky went and got herself up the duff, and had to relinquish the title and it went straight to Oscar so there is a little bit of a question for people to say well Oscar kind of kind of did earn the belt but she didn't beat the man i.e. in in Becky Lynch's case so kind of needed to have a few strong victories to establish her as champion this doesn't do her any favours going to a count out draw against fucking near jacks
0: no exactly like, this is when you want to be building them up as to say this was the right person to get it and then get her like absolutely demolishing some people and some people go wow she is she deserves it yeah. you don't want someone just to think that Nia Jax match was shit and that was the worst count out ever and now everyone's thinking is she does she really deserve that title is yeah. she is she really the, the WWE champ because like at the moment I'm thinking you know I'd rather someone a uh, raw champ I'd rather someone else have that belt
1: yeah i mean Shayna Baszler was the obvious one to me but she seems to have gone missing uh, as of late um before I go into the next match i want you to take a quick pause because we actually had a advert for wwe 2k battlegrounds so those that that don't know we we run a a video game podcast every monday called idle game chat again you can find it for free on any podcast app or, or on youtube but did you see the the wwe 2k battlegrounds advert and would if you did would it be something that you'd be interested in purchasing perhaps on your little switch if it ever arrived on that or did it just look like shit
0: so the one that you're talking about where like, they throw each other into crocodiles and yes. stuff like that. Yes. Yeah. So it, it it's an interesting concept. They're trying to do something different maybe after the fucking calamity of the last WWE game. Oh, but, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, it's for me like it feels very much arcadey and i would maybe give it a go it doesn't seem like it's the type of thing that i want to spend lots of time in but you know as something as a bit of like fun like a, a rocket league type of game it, it feels like it might have something there if you know the controls and 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 it works as 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 advertised yeah. I, I, it's not something i think i would you know telling everyone to buy but it's 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 like one of those things that i feel like oh i'd give it a go if i had it and i got it cheap or something like that but at the moment it's yeah i i'd like to know what the game's about and how much its price point is and stuff like that before i'd commit anything to that
1: yeah absolutely (laughs) absolutely um universal title match Braun Strowman versus the miz and morrison not a triple threat match this was a two-on-one handicap match for one of their main belts and it was it was discussed and revealed earlier on in the night via an interview that Miz and Morrison couldn't share the belt, i.e., you know, they couldn't both be co champions. The belt would go to whoever got the pinfall or the submission on Strowman. As soon as that was revealed, I was like, Well, we know that Braun's not going to lose it because Miz and Morrison are going to have some sort of miscommunication or falling out and that's what's going to cost them and believe it or not, that's pretty much what happened. Um, Miz pulled Morrison off after they'd hit a uh, the skull-crushing finale, as they call it, and that probably would have secured Morrison the belt, but Miz did that, and it ended up costing him. But first of all, what do you think of this as a match for the Universal title? um and then secondly the 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 match itself we are we're both big fans of morrison so it's yeah it's it's tough to see him in weird situations like this for honest
0: it's a bit of a weird one it's that that whole wwe mix of them trying to spice matches up that don't need to be spiced up like it's it's like it's you've got the belt that's the draw now just have two two people that deserve to wrestle it out um like it, it was a it was a strange mix, and actually, like the people that they were putting in as well, like I was, it seemed like it seemed very loosely put together this whole sort of storyline. Like mm. it, it just seemed a bit crap because they did give a VT for this one as well, but yeah. like uh, like and and then all the other thing that's going through my head was like what happened to Brian White and uh, White and stuff like that in the previous um, yeah. like they they're clearly and we spoke about in the last podcast there was clearly an avenue there for then strawman to face the fiend in the next yeah. pay-per-view that's yeah. what we said like there's right now he's turning and you know there's gonna be this whole. that seems to fucking disappeared what happened to that i don't know unless they're unless they're playing gonna play that later on down the line yeah. But like it just to me it seemed like you've just there was a story there that was unfinished and uh, yeah, it's gone off a different way. Um, and it was even stranger, this one, like there was the music video as well when they came out and I was like, what the fuck's going on here? Is
1: this an
0: actual, is this an actual song that they're selling? And I I, I just, and then it kept cutting to them and they were dancing in the ring and stuff like that. And I was just like, well, this is a big, and it went on long and it wasn't like, and Braun Strowman didn't interrupt the song. They only interrupted after like fucking two minutes. <laughs> like, so much of it, like, exactly. And I was like, "What the fuck's going on here?" Like it was all a bit strange. And like I, I do like comedy styles style of wrestling as well. Like, but like, it, I just don't think it, it. Just the mixture didn't quite work. If I'm being honest, mm. um, and and like you said, um like as soon as I they 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 said those rules in my head i was like well morrison's clearly going to get the pin and miz is going to clearly pull him or stop that pin Uh, and then there's going to be that miscommunication as you you said and that's going to cost him a match which is is really obvious once you know the 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 rules and stuff like that especially
1: um, when they only reveal it on the night of the event like and miz and morrison act shocked that's how it works it's like you must how do you not know how this works
0: yeah, it's bizarre. Like I it was yeah, it was, a, it was, a, it was a there was a lot of strange things on this, this pay per view. Um like there was a lot of good things but there was also a lot of lot of really yeah. I just don't quite understand why the WWE went down that route. Not in a not that it was like not this one was different. It wasn't like it was full of poor matches it was like strange decisions and this just seemed to be like an another one i know as you said like it pains me because I, I do like morrison and i feel like he's he's a cracking wrestler yeah. and actually i think all three of them are, are, are really good wrestlers and like in terms of their actual in-ring stuff it was it was fine it was nothing yeah. you know special like morrison just off off the top or off the ropes and stuff like it's just fantastic i think mm-hmm. um like for for his age, he's not a young young pup and stuff like that. Nah. Was, you know, I, I'm really impressed with with John Morrison, but um, yeah, it was just it was just strange. Uh, it, it wasn't fully my cup of tea, if I'm being honest.
1: No, I, I don't agree with the, one of the main singles belts being available in bloody handicap matches. But then we've had the tag titles. Change hands in singles matches or triple threat matches without tags. So uh, who knows what goes on in this? Um, but Braun Strowman retains, and maybe they'll do. Maybe the Fiend match will come later on. Who, who knows what they'll do? Maybe they're doing some long-term storytelling there. But um, we move into the WWE Championship match: Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Lashley. Uh, what did you make of this one? Because um, this we've, we've been impressed with pretty much all of drew's matches that he's been in um hasn't really in my view had enough time to really shine properly but they gave this one a little bit more time he retained him 13 minutes and um for a while it looked like bobby lashley was gonna you know pose a threat actually a genuine threat to the title
0: yeah so i really i enjoyed this match actually quite a lot and like i feel like this was The, a, a good story all in all like there's a good bit of vt in the background like there was some interesting you know uh characters around the ring with managers and stuff like that um not ones that you just want to get rid of that ones that feel like they add something to it and the story felt like it's crafted well the actual in the ring story i loved the bit where bobby lashley came in from the start and he just put him in the lock, oh yeah straight away because i'm like at that point you have suddenly now put a whole, um, different meaning suddenly like this, Bobby Lashley is now like this, like brutal character that's just going to attack. And he's really like hungry. Um, the, the match hasn't started and you think, wow, that, that fish And actually it wasn't that drew ever actually got out of that, that, that full Nelson, which protects the Phil Nelson, which I, I love to see a move mm. being protected because it seems like it's this really big, heavy move. um, And now that move's still protected because Drew couldn't get out of it. And it was only because Bobby Lashley let go. Um, And then we got the whole sort of angst of like, Drew's the other type that would die on his sword and stuff like that and he's like, Um oh, we're gonna have this, whereas, you know, someone like I don't know, like uh the Monday Night Messiah would would walk out and say, Nah, I'm out of here, that's that's, yeah. that's stuff like that. So I, I feel like it was a really good good way to start the match. I was interested that actually this wasn't the main event as well. Yeah. Um obviously the the also but we were speaking about that in other podcasts, you know, having your main title not as the main event and it's like WWE had previously done and yeah. um and and they didn't seem to do as much anymore. So that was interesting. Um, but yeah, I thought yeah, look like Lashley just looked like an absolute beast throughout the whole thing. Yeah. And I think that's sort of what they were trying to do, like when he was smashing um Drew's head into the ring post. Um there was the uh, there was the superplex off the top of the, the ropes, which I was really sort of impressed with that looked like it hurt. Um like there was just it just seemed a bit like real brutal, two massive men yeah. just trying to go for it. And then I, I, and this sort of story that's all sort of happened and it's you could have guessed from the and you I think like when you know that uh, Lana was going to be back, so she would be coming to the ring at some point. I think that yeah. was just going to be obvious. Um, and when she did, I liked the whole sort of, you know, she got up on the side of the ring. I'm not sure why she's trying in at the ref saying you're a cheat because actually at no point in the match seemed like the referee cheated at all. So Man. I thought that was a bit strange. But like apart from that, like I like the whole fact she got there and obviously like, it sort of called Bobby Lashley out and like he's a bit like oh what's going on here? Mm-hmm. Um, and then Drew gets to sort of quickly take uh, 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 effect of that and he keeps his uh, his Claymore finisher um, protected uh, and you know sparks him out and gets the, the one two three and now you've got this whole sort of interesting observation of what well they can go into different stories so drew can carry on protecting these like championships that's his storyline yeah. actually got this really interesting line now of bobby lashley uh, he, uh mvp and lana and what's going to happen with with all of that and stuff like that there was so i really enjoyed it i think they they did a really strange match i think on raw the, the after it where they had uh mvp and bobby lashley versus uh drew and uh what's the the one the 24 7 belt champion um
1: oh fuck who is it nowadays? Oh, truth far
0: oh, oh, truth, oh, truth. That's it. They, they had a tag match for, and apparently they had the, the WWE title on the line for that, which no. is once again strange. Why are WWE putting the main belts up in these sort of really weird speculation matches? But we diverged That's another. That was another oh, segment yeah. on a different show. But on this show, I felt like they did a really good job of sort of like protecting the integrity of the belt. It felt like a good match. It felt like these two strong people, like Bobby Lashley. I don't think was like has ever really been given that opportunity. No, uh, sort of yeah. near at the top and so and it was good to see him actually get that and actually perform really well and so i i i uh i i enjoyed that one actually that was one i would take away and i'd i'd have you know i'd tick off that's another that's that's the third tick drew's got in a row from us so yeah um drew's drew's performing
1: yeah i mean it's it was a good it was a good match probably my favorite of the night in just terms of just straight wrestling match i wasn't overly impressed with the finish because Anytime sort of a hill gets not cheated but loses because of something on the outside, I kind of think it it diminishes the babyface's win. Whereas, you know, we know Drew's capable of probably beating Lashley, but it would be nice to have kind of seen it clean and then have maybe the fallout afterwards. Um, but then, you know what, having seen that match and been impressed, and, and if I was watching Raw, I'd have sat down thinking, oh, I'm interested to see where this goes. And then what you just described to me is the exact reason why I don't waste my <laughs> life with three hours every week of raw and then another two of SmackDown because they just can't be fucking trusted not to do things like that in between well, the events. The
0: funny thing was the raw, I think it was R uh, R-Truth pinned MVP in that oh. sort of tag match. So, so the assumption is what R-Truth's the WWE champion because he got the pin. I don't know.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> Garbage. So I mean, that's why they can't be trusted and just kind of watch these big events in a vacuum and then, and then can walk away. Um, <laughs> Oh, God. Then, the, I don't even know where to start this next part. We're supposed to be getting a match between the Street Profits and the Viking Raiders. That's what was billed. We're going to get a tag match. And what we got was Tom Phillips saying, we're about to go to a video package, and then he got word in his headset that the Street Profits and the Viking Raiders were, were fighting in the parking lot. First of all, why are they not in the back room or the locker room waiting to get ready for their matches? Like, they've got a match... Very very shortly. What are you doing in the parking lot. You just arrived? Get out. Get back in your locker rooms anyway. That's, that's the semantics, it doesn't matter. Then the music kicks in and I think, oh god, no. And it's a uh, twenty or so minute, maybe it was longer, long. maybe it was long. maybe thirty minutes, between twenty and thirty minutes, cinematic. Brawl. This was not even a a, a a match. I don't think. In the end, I don't think it even ended properly. They had a fucking alligator. It, what was this garbage? I mean, we've slagged off the cinematic style, but this is the worst one I've seen of the lot. Easily, this is just so woefully bad. And just to put this on before the greatest wrestling match of all time that's going to take place is is criminal to to really suck the energy out of me and, and sit me through this tour. oh
0: it was so long wasn't it it was just like that was it i was thinking when's it gonna go in i think my notes on this consist of ninjas dot 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 monster in trash can <laughs> dot 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 what happened with braun Strowman's car dot 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 like that is the only notes i've got on this i was just yeah. i think i was so gobsmacked by what was going on in front of me and the thing was i i can imagine if you'd watched what the segments that these were involved in, so I think they've been having these versus matches through like the Raw or yeah. like that, whatever they're on, yeah. like that'll make sense. But like for someone who hasn't, I had no idea what was going on. Um, and it, like the, the, the hallucinations and all that type of stuff. Oh, and, God. Oh, it, was, it was just, re- it was like a really, it was probably, it, I put it out there, it was the WWE's worst cinematic match yeah. out of a lot of them. It was just absolute garbage and I don't know even if they were meant to do this like the panel they only let uh, let it out the night before Backlash that this was uh, uh wasn't going they these two were actually on the card or something like that so it's yeah. just sort of thrown together it was just oh it was I, I don't know what to make of it I you know actually you know I was talking about how uh, Oscar Nia Jax was by far the worst thing I think this actually was the worst thing on oh, the yeah. whole card it was just 100%. absolutely diabolical it's not what I sign up for like it's just, oh, it's, oh, yeah, I, I can imagine that as a, a raw segment for, you yes. know, five to ten minutes. Uh, ha, 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 fun, yeah, da, da, da whatever, it's, you know, breaks up. But for, for 20 to 30 minutes on a pay-per-view, fucking hell, that was absolutely ridiculous. Like, it was disgusting. Yeah. I, 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 I wouldn't, I've gone, gone, gone and said it, it was, it was horrendous. Like, this is why, yeah, we don't watch as you mentioned raw or smackdown or actually just maybe why we don't watch fucking that many pay-per-views or are stopped at some point and we're only just come back because of that absolute judgment calls like yeah. h- who's signing that off it was just Bruce I, well that's the thing is it's, i think as you mentioned if i'm watching i'm like well just you know play the apollo uh whatever it is match uh, i've been of this and just you know put that out on the WWE network or something like that. Like, it's just like, you, you could just easily have done that. All of those would have been pre-taped. So they could have just gone, nah, this is a bit crap, isn't it? But (laughs) someone put that down in front of Vince and Vince gone, oh, 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 it's brilliant. And it's like, no,
1: it isn't Vince. Stop it. I mean, they, it ended with them trying to flee a fucking, alligator tail or an alligator or or a serpent of some sort i mean this is the level of absurdity i'm not even gonna give it any more time a day the only note i took back was was cinematic to as soon as the music kicked off which is a bit presumptuous of me but it was proved correct and then i just put the note why didn't i get the intercontinental title match instead of this waste of time
0: yeah i I think that's aj
1: styles and daniel bryan why am I getting subjected to this? Uh, it really was bad. It was. Uh, this should, in the real world, kill off cinematic matches forever. This is enough to for someone. If there was a wrestling god out there to look at down and go, right, I'm going to stop this from happening anymore because people shouldn't be subjected to it. But it's not going to happen. It's WWE, and we're going to see. Something just as bad one day again. I can almost guarantee it. We then get to the main event, get a little video package of the Autumn v Edge rivalry. Been rumbling on since since um, Royal Rumble, so quite a long term storyline going on here. Now this was also a pre recorded match. It was. Shot or seemingly it was going to be shot in in the format of a of a traditional match, and I was like, oh, hang on, this would be interesting because you know they they're going to have redone some bits and bobs and and you know about to edit it or whatever, and but it's going to be presented as a real match. But within two minutes, they they'd done a camera shot which was impossible without post yeah. reduction. So immediately I was like, right, that's it, I can that's the end of that then. So at least they didn't string me along for too long. Like the stadium stampede got a good twenty minutes out of me before pulling the fucking rug out. So we had another cinematic match. It was... This was a long one. 45 minutes in length. Um, They did some interesting things. I don't know if they're good in, in terms of the crowd noise. They artificially... Piped in crowd noise, not so much that you'd ever believe that there was a real crowd there, but just kind of, I guess, amplified what was there and added in chants and bits and bobs. And you could see the people in the crowd not doing the chants that were being added in post production, which was jarring, but whatever. First of all, what did you think of the the setup of this match in terms of that? We thought it was going to be, well, I did, like a, a genuine sort of contest. And then within a few minutes, we got the underneath lock up shot.
0: Yeah, that was the bit that got that got me when I saw that. Then I was just like, how they done that? Unless they've just done that post production i i would go as far as say if they're going to do a cinematic match i would rather it be like this than the street yeah. profits versus oh, yeah, yeah. the viking raiders like at least i can sort of get into this and i can take it for what it is and it's, it's so annoying isn't
1: it all i do is remove like three shots from the 45 minutes like oh, literally was, like was, four it, seconds it would have been it for the was thing. it was
0: that's the whole thing i i was thinking like there's going to be lots of these types of shots yeah. that we might not have seen but actually it was like three shots that i thought well that's can't have been done there was the one where they the camera was suddenly in the ring when there was all on the floor and yeah. stuff like that or they come off the top and like that and there was this as you as you mentioned the one between the clinch uh, yeah. at the very start which i was like what and it, that's that clinch one only held for like two seconds if that and so yeah you could have just wiped all these ones out and and you know people i think would have been sold that that was probably uh, a whole um sort of like choreographed um not choreographed, but like a sort of proper professional wrestling match yeah. and, and stuff like that. In terms of the like the other stuff, like the the corner cams, I've noticed they, they had like corner cams, and I was like, "Well, AEW has been doing that for ever, yeah. so that, that's not like that's not a big sell." Uh, and then the crowd noises, I, you know, the crowd noises for me felt a bit like. I was watching someone play the WWE game yeah. because they saw yeah. an, hey, ooh, ah, yeah. through like at the right times when you'd expect them, like they'd been triggered by certain moves and stuff like that, which you would have in a computer game. Um, but yeah, it was all a bit strange. Like that. And th- there was blood in this match as well. as mm. uh, to come to mention, but the blood it even looked fake. Like, and I'm pretty sure it was like, I, yeah. I didn't, it didn't feel like that was a proper car. Um, well, that's the blood. trouble when because you get these the, matches. The blood it, it, it just sort it, of wiped it, off and it disappeared. And it's like, well, the, these things don't usually just disappear. Yeah. Whereas over Randy, it seemed to disappear over the match.
1: It's uh, that's the thing with these matches is that you you then it distracts you from the match because you question whether that's been real or if he's bladed or whether he's hard weighed or whether it's just a blood capture. Or if you if they just took away like the obvious post production bits, you just I'll just accept it for what it was. But because you know that it has been heavily edited you're always looking for like trying to catch them out almost and there's always yeah. bits you can catch them out for
0: it's well true. as you said that blood i would have probably been not caught out by it. i would have yeah. been caught out by that and then like it's only because i know they're they're editing it all up that i'm thinking well is that blood real it could have been yeah. real for all i know but i've questioned it and i've put it out there now so you know that's what it drives
1: yeah, I liked the um, the opening where they did the, the entrances and the introductions because they had the late, great Howard Finkel do um, do Edge's introduction. So they obviously got him from an, an old recording and he, he passed away earlier this year. So I thought it was a nice little nod to the Think having him do um, the, the intros for this. Um, the other thing that annoyed me was they mentioned the odd camera angles at Sport as being a legitimate kind of one take jobby. And then there was just. I kept on doing shots of, like, the crowd who were just so fake, so fake, so overreacting, and just looked like a bunch of fucking idiots. And I was like, this is now taking me out of it. They shot to the crowd every few minutes, and I was like, they just looked like mugs. Yeah. (laughs) Like, standing there and and really overreacting to, like, a chin lock. I'm like, what are you doing? It's a chin lock. It's like, why are you putting your hands over your eyes for that? I don't know. Yeah.
0: The, the, the,
1: the stuff they did to try and enhance the match, quite quite I think hurt it more, because actually, the in-rim work between these two was pretty good. Like I the, thought it was the, brilliant. The work they put in, yes, it wasn't done in one shot, so not really fair to compare it to, say, the the, the Kenny Omega and and Hangman versus the Young Bucks tag match, which was done as a live one-take, but you know, they, they they still executed the moves regardless of how many times they had to redo stuff and, and told what I thought was a decent story, so... Yeah, anything to comment on the actual in-ring work because I was I thought it was got a little bit overindulgent towards the end like when they kept kicking out of pedigrees and all these Christians I'm pretty they kept using people's finishes and whatnot and I was rock like right rock there. bottom yeah and I was like is the angles angle slam there? yeah yeah and I was yeah. like it's getting a little bit overindulgent now but you know we're already 40 minutes deep in this what's the few more minutes going to Um <laughs> but yeah, yeah other, I, than, I, I- other than that I thought the in-ring work was good these two definite like legends and pros and can still still work when they need to
0: yeah i i really and that's why i think i think if they had done had that match uh, as a live match doing the same sort of storyline and the same sort of in ring out ring stuff that they were doing in that match as a live match with an audience there this would probably go down as not as the greatest wrestling match ever well, uh, but it would go
1: also their failure it, it,
0: it would go down as as an as a classic and that's the way i sort of walked away from it and thinking as i was thinking it's a shame that's been done in this way because it's, it's i wouldn't consider it a classic anymore but mm. like it would like i really did enjoy that the way they both are really good sellers i quite enjoyed the stuff when they're doing the pedigrees and the rock bottoms and stuff like that i like the sort of little nods and stuff like that i like the think the fact that actually the commentators saw uh, acknowledged people from, from prior year. So there was yeah. mention of Eddie Guerrero yeah. with, uh, at one the point. There was shout-outs to Ric Flair <clears throat> versus Steamboat uh, yeah. and, and that type of thing going on in the commentary. And I really and, – and I appreciate things like that, like the acceptance or the understanding of outside of that there and now the universe even if the wwe are trying to keep it within their universe they've got a quite a big universe of wcw a WCWA, uh, and all that ecw that they yeah. can just mention because they own it so why not um like i it was like it was it was quite interesting like how they kept kicking out of each other's and as you mentioned and then like the the quick way to, not quick way the way to sort of and at that point i was thinking how are you how are you going to finish this and, yeah. and then it was with because i'm thinking like you've both kicked out of everything everyone's got and all these sort of other moves of everyone else and then there was the it was the, the, the low blow by orton and then into the the pump to the face which did look brutal oh
1: me. yeah i love that and
0: punt. and, and it, i was like yeah that deserved to be sort of like the one two three and it sort of plays into autumn being you know winning by any means necessarily and sort yeah. of really going hard i actually one point i think I so i really enjoyed that sort of finish at one point i'm pretty sure i heard when um orton had edge on the announce table i'm sure i heard orton say uh, something like lonza i'm gonna kill you you motherfucker." Uh, yeah he did and, yeah, and yeah. I'm thinking this is the WWE why don't they let him get away swearing like like they don't like that type of stuff really And but like that was that was a brutal line I thought um, yep shows uh, complete
1: like- awareness that it might be it might be picked up like it's an empty uh, closed arena so there's no crowd to play up against other than the artificial plants in there but him being the smart wrestler and the pro that he is knew that he still had to kind of they still got to carry on the show and knowing that they were near the announce table that that's that particular taunt might get picked up and it did it was that's excellent for Morton.
0: yeah i i thought that was brilliant work and like i you know as i said like if that match had happened as a live match i would be applauding it and saying that's that was a nine out of ten like match like it was it was brilliant um but unfortunately there was those those two things we spoke about earlier i think it does I think after it, I think edge days come out, he's been injured. He's going to be out for a couple of months, which seems his a shame.
1: Triceps, yeah. And believe it or not, that was on like a retake. They'd already done most, if not all the spots. And it was, they're just trying to get some of the shots, but looking better and uh, fucking ripped his triceps. So, that's...
0: so it's a shame because they, there's, there's a trilogy there um, now. Yeah. Cause obviously edge one, you know, the, uh the brawl outside and then you know uh and then at wrestlemania and then uh orton's now won the in-ring stuff there, there seems to be like there needs to be a, another match just to sort of, you know either affirm that edge is back and you know he's, he gets to win over orton and win sort of like the best of three and stuff like that or if or, if, or otherwise just don't bring edge back <laughs>
1: yeah no yeah I mean, it's a shame that's happened that's the guess it's one of the risks you take when you have people redoing stuff over and over again. Um, do you think that in a environment where there is no editing, they could have done this match? Could they have done 45 minutes non-stop, no botches? I mean, maybe the no botches is a bit harsh because there's always going to be something in a live match that doesn't quite go right. But do you think they, they're capable of doing that? Or do you think having it done in this way where it was post-produced meant they could do more than perhaps what they they, they would have been doing in front of like a live audience in in one go, theatre style.
0: Well, yeah, I, I I do agree that that the 40 plus minutes, you know, going at that sort of speed and stuff like that mm. would probably be quite hard to go. I, I I think you could have probably quite happily chopped down to to just around a 30 minute, maybe just sort of high 20s. And you could have probably told a lot of that, what they told in that story and done a lot of the spots that they did. And, you know, all the callbacks to, uh, you know, different, you know, finishes and, you know, the bits on the table where and stuff like mm-hmm. that out of the ring. And, and I think they could have had all of that. Still and still had a, a fantastic live match. So um yeah, I, I do think they could have. I think they probably wouldn't have had to, wouldn't have been able to go that long. um But yeah, it, 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 I, it, I would have liked to have seen that match live. Yeah, I think I think I feel like I've been I feel like not been cheated, but I feel like I've missed out on what could have been an absolute classic live match.
1: Yeah. Well, the silver lining is that uh, yes, Edge is injured, which is never good, and we hope he makes a complete full recovery. But by the time he's ready and back. There could be, we could be back to theatre-style wrestling, i.e. crowds in place. Um, That could be a possibility that actually the trilogy match takes place in a traditional setting with no post-production, so that's maybe the only kind of silver line that I can take from edge injuring himself is that it, the, the delay might sort of give the WWE breathing room to sort out and uh, Florida or wh- whatever state they go to allow some sort of interaction with the crowd, but with their COVID tests, <laughs> maybe like, maybe that's going to set them back anyway. I don't know.
0: To be fair, it would make sense because like they've done what they've classed as a pure all in out wrestling match, which Orton said he could win. They yeah. did a, 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 you know, and any falls, you know, sort of extreme wrestling match where it went anywhere and I, I was sort of trying to think what could a third trilogy yeah, what's match the third be. Step, yeah. what, what 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 could make it like you don't not gonna like a ladder match doesn't seem to count mack it after all that type of stuff or or something different but actually a match you know in the ring in front of the crowd you know a, a, a real sort of like you know just pull on brawl feels to me like it would be a really nice way to finish that sort you know storyline
1: yeah let's hope that he makes a, a full recovery and that I'm sure they'll do a third match. That'll be in in the pipe and that they can do it in safely in front of crowds. And, you know, you can get, I get, can do a traditional match, which I think they've been robbed of. Everyone's been robbed of since, um, since COVID kicked off. Well, that's the, the event itself. Now it clocked in at three hours, which is a bit longer than what we've been used to considering NXT was what? 220. And then money in the bank was two and a half. So this was an extra sort of 30 minutes how did you find that when you first switched it on and saw the three hours was you a bit like oh christ i was expected to be a bit shorter uh
0: no like when i first switched it on I, in my head i also expect a, a pay-per-view to be three hours so like I'm, I'm i was okay with that i i, I questioned how they used that three hours and it could have probably <laughs> been a lot lot shorter now and i've seen it but like when i first saw it, I, was, I was actually pleasantly i feel like i've been tarnished by the whole sort of wrestlemania where there was like you know Mm -hmm. like several hours of wrestling to watch and that that really sort of put the wind up me but like so like anything now sort of around the three hour or or below i'm I'm quite happy with even if it goes to sort of 320 um i'm sort of okay with that on the
1: pay-per-view yeah agreed did it feel like three hours when you was watching it
0: uh, it depends on which match you're talking about. I think <laughs> <laughs> I think there was some there was a there was a couple of crackers in there. Um, like I really enjoyed the Sheamus match versus Jeff Hardy. I really enjoyed the Drew McIntyre match, uh, and I did enjoy the uh, the Edge Orton, even though it was cinematic and it was cut up a bit. I, there was a lot of it that I, I still quite enjoyed, uh, but there was a lot of other cack in there that just you know just didn't quite you know have the mustard. So yeah. it, that that for me was a bit like yeah I, I i on some of those and especially the street profits vt that went on so long and i'm thinking oh it's going to end soon once they they beat the ninjas going to end now oh no there's no. a big ninja oh now there's a, oh, a crocodile oh and it just kept going on it's like fuck you know leave
1: it out yeah agreed so let's get to scoring wwe backlash from june 14th 2020 What are you going to give it? Are you going to give it any thumbs up? Are you going to give it some thumbs down? Are you going to give it a a neutral score of in the middle?
0: So, for me on this one, there was a lot of cack. Mm. There was some great, there's a couple of good matches. And the the greatest match in the world ever wasn't a complete disaster, though it still wasn't fully to my uh, taste. So, like i would probably have to say this sits bang in the middle for me the real yeah. fence sitter again oh uh, not again <laughs> this doesn't i haven't sat on the fence yet but um it's right in the middle and um like i i i look at sort of the the what the wwe events that we started uh sort of reviewing should i say um and we had wrestlemania and we had money in the bank uh and this is the I feel like this ha- has been better than both of those. I've enjoyed this more. Mm. I feel like my time has been better spent. And however, there's still a lot of cack there that they need to get rid of. So I don't feel like it deserves that the, a thumb up at, the, at this point in time, but I, I feel like there was enough good stuff in there not to give it a thumbs down, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. So I, I'm kind of toying with, uh, it's not going to get two thumbs up, not in a million years. That's not, it's just not on the same quality. I was toying with, thumbs up or like you said thumbs in the middle slash neutral and i'm a person who kind of gravitates towards the extremes like if the show was generally not very good but then suddenly there's a match of the year candidate on there i will gravitate towards that and that's the memory i'll take away same thing if there's some absolute diabolical shit on there i will that will weight itself heavier than what the overall kind of package was and for that reason, it doesn't get one thumb up. It doesn't get two thumbs up. It doesn't get a thumbs down. But again, I'll be sitting on that fence with you and say thumbs in the middle because Oscar versus Nia Jax was garbage, garbage finish. And that cinematic shite with the Street Profits and the Viking Raiders was borderline offensive to my time. <laughs> um, we ain't got a, That's the only currency we can't get back in this life is that time. And I feel like they they've squandered that and it offended me slightly. So they're lucky... That they don't get a thumbs down really edge and orton drew bobby and hardy and and uh and Shamus saved it and i'll probably give morrison a chance to save it as well because i always enjoy watching him they they single-handedly have kind of pulled it out of the fire so i'll be sitting on that fence with you in the neutral in the neutral bench so not not a recommendation for e- from either of us yet
0: yeah i as i said if they they didn't have that pants cinematic match and they maybe had like the Apollo Creed or or the 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 um the the AJ Styles Apollo, match or Cruise, like that. Not
1: Apollo Creed. I Just realised that you Apollo Creed's the boxer out of Rocky oh sorry yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry
0: yeah you, know, you know weathers real slip up of the tongue there but yeah the Apollo match or the um AJ match or something like that if they'd just been able to have one of those matches there instead of that it yeah. would have got a thumbs up I think
1: could have probably um, fit both in with the time they spent You probably could have removed near Jacks and Oscar, put those two in, and it's an easy thumbs up for me. And yeah
0: uh, well I, Oscar's always going to be on because she's the, yeah. the, the top woman so I, I feel like that's the what you know I can I can accept that it's just a crap match crap finish you know these things happen from time to time it just didn't work out uh, but that there the 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 V not VT but the the cinematic you know brawl just was unforgivable and that's why it just it can't get a thumbs up
1: yeah agreed right that's it backlash WWE backlash is in the books um, for 2020 we will be back next week as usual um, it's going to be most likely our review of Smackem Whackem, uh, which was a request that was given to us on Facebook. Um, so that's most likely going to be what the what the podcast is about. So if you've got the WWE Network, find Smackem Whackem. There's only one Smackem Whackem on there, so you won't be s- scrambling to find out what it is. It's a two-hour home video um compilation of matches and 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 not angles and and skits i guess that are, that are made especially for this uh this video so we'll be doing that it's a two hour it's a two hour event and we've got a podcast in the can ready to go for that so if you want to either watch along well not watch along we you want to watch it and get a, a primer for what we're going to be talking about smack and em whack em is what will probably be coming next week if not it'll probably be the week after it's ready to go it's just uh i guess next week there's no live events at the weekend there's no real excuse for it not to be aired on the 26th i can't think of any reason why unless something major happens in the world of wrestling um so we look forward to seeing you next friday i'm going to stop talking now nothing more for us to say for this edition of the ddt wrestlecast other than thanks for your time and ta-da